Okay, we are in Safer Habakkuk, Perik Bays, Hasek Aleph, Amishmarti, and Modok. So, in the last seconds of the previous year, the end of Perik Aleph, we saw a very intense Habakkuk standing before the Kaddish Baruch Hu and asking a very rhetorical yet emotionally intense question. Basically, he's saying, Kaddish Baruch Hu, how could you let a, a lowlife like Nebuchadnezzar and the Bavliim torture and, and defeat B'nai Israel to the point of their extinction? They're your people, they're your nation. Uh, again, we know they're not tzaddikim that they have sinned, but to do this to them seems beyond what they have committed, especially using the Babylonians as the instrument of their destruction. Moreover, Nebuchadnezzar, they're not giving you the credit for their unparalleled triumphs and their military victories. Rather, they see it as a validation of their Avodah Their gods did it over you. So what is the plan? Why are you doing this? And today in Peric Bays, it gets even more intense as we begin. Says Habakkuk, I am going to stand right here until I get your answer. I want to see what you are going to tell me. How are you going to answer me? What are you going to respond to me about these issues that I've raised? Rashi says, very interesting, he drew a circle and stood in the midst of the circle, the Omar, and he says, I will not move from here until you answer my question. Um, again, why Nebuchadnezzar? And I've got to tell the people something. I can't just answer them. Radak tells the story too of the circle and he says, I'm not moving until you say Why have you allowed the Rishayim to triumph? And you will recall that Radak says, yesterday we learned that's the key element of Habakkuk. In other words, not Sadiq Varalo, it's the flip side, as we've said, Russia Vitovo. Now, this concept of standing in the circle and saying, I will not move until I get my answer is something we've seen before. Most famous case is in Mesechtetanis, where we saw there was this character, Yoni Hamagel. You know, you literally one who draws circles. And so when there were terrible droughts in the land and everything failed, the fasting, the praying, the bringing out the Torah to the middle of the town, nothing worked. Choni HaMagel would draw a circle and say, I will not move from here, Kaddish Rahu, until there is rain. And sure enough, there was invariably rain. <clears throat> so 
We have a parallel for that. Interestingly, Moshe Rabbeinu does the same thing in a different form when Miriam is sick with Saras. He says to the Kaddish Baruch I am not going to move from here. Refund Allah. You must cure her. So we see that is in effect what he is saying, Habakkuk. And he gets an answer. Pasuk Beis. Write this vision and put it on luchos, put it on tablets, so that those who read it will understand it fast. In other words, the standard form for a prophecy is you put it on a scroll, a parchment. A scroll is considered a sort of rich man's device or luxury. He can read the scroll in private, it's on parchment. Here you want to do, publicize this to as many people as fast as you could, so you put it on a tablet. Radak says he did it as well on a scroll that would be read later. The scroll was much more difficult, it was much more cryptic, it was much more obscure. But for now, put this on a tablet, what I am telling you to do. Because, says the Kaddish Baruch Hu, ki od chazon l'moed, there's going to be another prophecy coming. It will tell you what the end is, it will not lie to you. If it is delayed somewhat, wait. It will come. In the end, it will not be delayed. What is he referring to, the Mephoshim? A subsequent Nebuah by Yirmiyahu, where Yirmiyahu says, this Golis Bavel, I promise you, will last 70 years. At the end of 70 years, you will go forth to Yerushalayim with the blessings to build a second base Hamikdash. So do not worry about Nebuchadnezzar. It is a temporary phenomenon as it was. And now from the fourth Pasuk to the 10th Pasuk, Habakkuk is going to describe just the vision that will occur to Bavel, how this evil Nebuchadnezzar is going to get his due. Says the Pasuk, Hine upla lo yashara nafshobo. Upla would mean he is deficient. Lo yashara nafshobo, he's unsettled. He's a, a personality that is never satisfied. He is never content. No, Contrast this to the tzaddik who lives in his faith. He is secure in his faith. There is a fascinating Gemara in Makos, Daf Chaf Dalet, Amud Beis, which speaks about how the mitzvos, as time went on, were not eliminated, but were distilled into mitzvahs that they felt was important that the people kept at that time. Um, and it shows how it's whittled down from 613 to David's uh, Mizmar, David. Then how the Nevi'im, we learned also, we saw in Amos, when Amos says, um, what does the Kaddish Baruch Hu seek of you? Um, 
pursue justice. I'm sorry, that's Micha. Seek justice, follow God, and walk humbly with God is three. Now, very interesting, Maskif lover of Nachman Bar Yitzhak. Ella Bocha This Pasuk, the Hamidon al Achas. In the last analysis, he distills those 613 mitzvahs to one, specifically as it says here, let the righteous person live through his faith. And it's fascinating, it was a very long Gemara showing how each one gets those specific uh, mitzvahs that should be pursued or should be whittled down to, as it were. Um, again, makos chavdalet, when you get a chance. This continues the Navi. Continuing on the Buchadnezah, he is treacherous in terms of his consumption of wine. Say the Mephoshim, this could be Nebuchadnezzar, but it could also be his grandson, Belshazzar. Belshazzar, as we're going to learn in Zaniel, had these drunken parties, and at the last one, he gets totally drunk, brings out the kalim and the vestments from the Beis Hamikdash, and adorns himself in it, and then, of course, you have the famed writing on the wall, and according to the measures, that is the end of the Babylonian regime. He dies the next day. So that the wine is the wine of these treacherous people. The Lohin Oven, nothing will please him. He widens the grave, which means there are never enough corpses for him in his conquest. He is never satisfied. He is gathered in conquest. All these nations, and all these people. Hello, Ele Kulam Olav Moshal Yiso Melitza Chidoslo. In the end, what is going to happen? All these conquered people are going to have the last laugh, as it were. He is going to be used as the butt of Moshal, of parables, of Melitza sayings, Chidos riddles that are going to deride him. Vayomer Hoi Hamar below Lo. Woe to he who is accumulated by plunder as he has. How long does he think he will go on like this until he is buried under the weight of the wet mud? Abtid is like a wet, soggy mud that the burden of what he has conquered and the uh, payback for what he has conquered is going to result in just him being buried in mud. Radak says, again, it is a mushal that the uh, the worm, that he, the people will throw mud on his grave. He will die such an ignominious death, Nebuchadnezzar, that it will be mud piled on his grave. Hello, Pesa Yakumu Nishachecha. Will not suddenly the people who you have bitten, Nebuchadnezzar, the Yitzumi Zazazecha, Hoysol and Shisoslomo, the people you have bitten, uh, the people you have trouble will awake, those who you persecuted, and you will be plundered. 
you yourself will be plundered in bitten. Why that thing is, again, the Radak says that worms are going to devour you in the ground. You're going to be devoured by worms. Uh, that all of this, the, the Goyim Rabbim that you have conquered, all these Amim, it's the blood of people of whom you have done it by, by blood, you have done it by brutality, and it is going to come back. You will be the cause of your own destruction. That woe to him who has just robbed people with betza. Uh, he has robbed him of the wealth because it leads to disaster. Uh, it will not save him from total destruction. That uh, he... You have brought disgrace and humiliation to your house. You have built as it will lead to your, you will be responsible as it were for your own destruction. Barsham say that what he did, Nebuchadnezzar, was built this giant palace for himself. He, um, it was fortified, it was beautiful, it was wealthy. But remember, as we're going to see, everything Nebuchadnezzar does is with the plundered wealth that he stole from others, including this palace. And in Doniel, it describes how Nebuchadnezzar goes out on the terrace of that palace, looks around and says, look what I have done for the glory of Bavel. Look what I have done for my glory. And that is when he is immediately punished. Um, A very interesting metaphor, as we say, you have so plundered, everything you built is plundered, that the Evan Mikir Tizak, that the stones in the walls of your magnificent buildings will scream out, I'm stolen, I have been stolen. And the answer of the Chayyafisme Eitzyane, the wood in the planks, will cry back, we too are the victims have been used from stolen goods, as it were. Um, so you have created your own destruction. It is known that everything you built comes from others. He who builds a city with blood, everything comes from avla, from sin. Uh, there's nothing original. It's all stolen. It's all stuff that you captured and looted. Um, that when Babel will fall, all the structures will fall. Everything is going to collapse. And so all the yagir, all the effort, the strain, and all the fires that you lit, all this toil will be meaningless. You will have nothing left. Because in the end, that 
the Kaddish Baruch will be recognized and the land will be filled, his glory will fill the land like Mayim fills a seabed. Continues the Navi. Very interesting. Woe to he who consumes liquor. Again, the Buchadnezzar was a lavish drinker, but he uses it out of his anger to get his colleagues, not his colleagues, but his conquered kings, his vassal kings, to get them drunk out of anger, the man he bit Amorahim, so he can look upon their shame. And Rashi pulls no punches here. Rashi says, he got them drunk deliberately. He had homosexual relations with them to just totally uh, humiliate them. So Vati Koloni Chavod Shasei Gamata that you enjoy, it brings you great credit, shaming your kings. In fact, says the Mephoshim and says the Pasuk, that you enjoy more humiliating them than you did conquering them. And so you will drink you will be given the cup of poison or of vengeance and you will vomit totally, regurgitate it with, and it will cover your glory. Your glory will end quite literally covered in vomit. Um, and interestingly enough, uh, Daniel is going to relate how Nebuchadnezzar was stricken with a kind of madness at the end and went to live for a period of time among the animals. He went insane. Uh, what you did to Levanon, Levanon is a shorthand for the Beis Hamikdash. Um, the uh, corruption, the cruelty will cover you. And the animals uh, you have used will uh, destroy you, and that's where we get that thing that he went to live with the animals, and as Doniel describes, Mijamei Adam from the blood of Adam. We know that Adam, while yes, it means man, it has a specific meaning to the children of Israel. The Hamas Aretz Kiryavacholyosreva, and the corruption, the evil that you inflicted on the land, the city, and the Cholyosreva, and all its inhabitants. And now, a point on the idols, Nebuchadnezzar, that you so esteem. What use is a graven image? A graven image carved out of wood or a molten image that its maker builds it to trust it. He trusts it when he makes mute idols. It's such an exercise in insanity. Woe to those who tell the, the wooden icons they have carved themselves, wake up, or they tell the stone 
uh, icons. Uri, Evan Dumam, wake up, get out of your sleep. They teach you nothing. They are coated with silver and gold, but there's no flesh and blood. There's no ruach, there's no living spirit. It is just futility that you have done. Hashem, and contrast this, Hashem Behechol Kodsho, Kodesh Baruch who rests in his sanctuary, Hasmi Panov Kol Oretz. Let us all be silent, silent out of awe before him. And so that is the prophecy that Habakkuk gets, that this is temporary. Do not think that Nebuchadnezzar is eternal or Bavel will last beyond the 70 years. So we will continue in Mirzah Hashem, the last parrot in Habakkuk, tomorrow, 8.45. Don't miss it. You will want to be there. Ad Khan.